What could you do with $3,000 per month in passive income for life? For some, it's a total game changer, and for some, perhaps not. But how would that affect your life? How would your life change if you're the owner of a commercial property that produces $3,000 per month in passive income for life? Well, I can think of three things right away. Number one, it will give you security and a little bit of confidence if you lost your job or was downsized by chance. You can still afford the basic necessities to survive, right? Very important. Number two, some of you have a very low cost of living and $3,000 per month may be your exit from the rat race. Basically, the rat race number is the amount of income you need to meet your personal living expenses. And for some of you, $3,000 is your rat race number. If that's the case, uh, you may have the ultimate choice, right? Leave your job, work part-time, or go into commercial estate full-time. The most important thing is you get to choose. And the third thing that comes to mind is once you reach $3,000 per month in passive income, it's the same process to reach $5,000, $10,000, or $20,000 per month. It's the same process. Now you have a roadmap to attain whatever income you need or desire. So in this podcast, my goal is to show you several ways to generate $3,000 per month in passive income for life using commercial real estate as the vehicle. Hello, everyone out there. My name is Peter Harris. I'm with Commercial Property Advisors. I'm the author of uh, two best-selling books, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies and Commercial Real Estate for Beginners. We also have the most popular, most watched, number one rated YouTube channel on commercial real estate investing ever. So thank you very much for all of you that have uh, liked my video or watched it. And lastly, I'm a coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across America. So in these next few minutes, you're going to learn how to make $3,000 per month in passive income using commercial real estate as the vehicle. And then I will show you how to do that three different ways, with yourself, with investors, and with creative financing strategies. All right, sounds like a plan? Well, before we get started, I'm assuming that you have watched my other videos on how to do a basic evaluation of a commercial property. And if you haven't, check out a short video I have on YouTube, or there's a podcast also called Analyzing Commercial Real Estate Quickly and Easily, right? So um, go check it out. Now, let's get down to business. Number one, I want to share with you the first way to take down uh, uh, a property, right? That's going to produce $3,000 a month in passive income. I want to use a small office building or a small apartment building, perhaps a 20-unit building, right? And the cost of it is $1 million, right? So how are we going to take it down? Well, you need a down payment, right? So if it's $1 million, you need to have a down payment of about 25%, which is $250,000. How do you get that? Right? How do you do that? Well, first of all, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you details just big picture details of that small office building or that apartment building. So just big details, okay? So I don't have a blackboard or a whiteboard in front of me to show you this. So just follow me if you can, all right? So 
This small commercial property produces $156,000 of income per year. Okay. I'm going to subtract 5% vacancy from that 156,000 because you're not going to be 100% full for uh, 100% of the year, right? Not for 12 months. So I'm going to take about 5% of that income away. I'm left with $148,000 effective gross income. Now, after that, I'm going to take away 35% of that income as expenses, okay? So income minus 35% expenses gives me $96,000. That's my NOI. Remember, income minus expenses equals NOI. Very important number. Now, remember, I paid a million dollars for it. I'm putting down $250,000. That means my mortgage balance is going to be $750,000. Follow me? Okay, what's the monthly mortgage payment on the $750,000 if the bank's going to charge me 5% interest over a 30-year amortization schedule? Well, the payments are $4,000 a month, right? And $4,000 a month times 12 months is $48,000 a year. So I had an NOI of $96,000. I had mortgage payments of $48,000. The cash flow equals your NOI minus your mortgage payments. So 96,000 minus 48,000 is 48,000. Okay. So the cash flow is $48,000 per year. So remember that. So remember the $48,000 per year and remember the $250,000 down payment. Okay. Got it. Let's move on. So I'm going to share with you the first way to take down a property like this, right? Where you need $250,000 to produce $48,000 a year in cash flow with this small office building or 20 unit apartment building, right? So the first way is with yourself, okay? With your own cash. If you don't have your own cash, perhaps it's a, an IRA. Perhaps it's a self-directed IRA. I don't know. Or maybe even a 401k, right? So it can be your cash, self-directed IRA or 401k, or how about a home equity line of credit, a HELOC, all right? How about that? In fact, let's focus on that a bit. Let's say that you have a home where you can pull out $250,000. Let me stop here. Don't get caught up in the $250,000, okay? The principle that I'm going to share applies to if you can only pull out 20,000 or 40,000 or 100,000 or a million, it doesn't matter. The principle is the same, right? So let's say you borrow $250,000 from your home, all right? I believe, personally believe that if you borrow money from your home on an equity line of credit, that the property that you buy with it should also make those payments, okay? The home equity uh, uh, payments per month. Okay. So not only should a property pay you cash flow, it should pay you cash flow after you pay that additional payment. Okay. So big picture is you buy a commercial property, you're going to buy the small office building, you're going to pay all expenses, you know, insurance, uh, taxes, repairs, property management, then you're going to pay the mortgage, then you're going to pay the HELOC. All right. So after that, there should be some cash flow left. Let's go through that. All right. So if you're borrowing $250,000, right, your payments would be um, at 5% interest, 30-year AM, $1,342 a month or about $16,000 a year, right? So if you're making 
$48,000 per year. And then now you have to deduct $16,000. So let's do that math. What does that equal? That equals what? 48 minus 16. That's $32,000 remaining per year. Not exactly uh, $3,000 a month, but very close to it, right? Again, I don't want you to get caught up in that small detail. I want you to, for the rest of the way, capture the principle. Capture the principle. And the reason why is this following example. We have a student who started with us, I don't know, eight months ago, right? And uh, here's his strategy, and it's working very well. His goal is to make $3,000 a month in passive income. It will totally change he and his wife's life, right? So his plan and what he's doing and what he has done is he's acquired four properties so far using his HELOC, right? The first two properties, both were five units. He bought those, fixed them up, and uh, used his HELOC as a down payment. And then after he renovated the property, raised the rents, he went ahead and did a cash out refi. Remember, you can do that in commercial, but not a residential. Because in commercial, as you raise the NOI, so does the property value go up, right? So he did enough renovations and raised the rents where the bank felt comfortable that properties were worth more and allowed him to pull out his down payment. What he did next was he bought two more properties. He bought two six units. Here he is with 22 units in about eight months that equal about $3,100 a month. So mission accomplished. So he didn't start with 250. started with not even half of that to get started. All right. So it's absolutely okay to get started smaller. That's totally fine. All right. Okay. So hopefully you got the principle and the, and the methodology there. Let's move on to the second way to take down this small office building or this small apartment building. That is with investors, right? Oh, by the way, I do have a podcast and video on how to work with investors. It's called Basics of Real Estate Syndication. So check it out, right? It's going to show you how to structure deals where you have investors, right? And how to attract uh, the investors into your deal. Okay, so watch that. But basically, same thing here. If you borrow $250,000 from investors and you pay them between 6 and 8% return the money, the property needs to be able to pay their return, right? And still cash flow. So that's number two. Still just do that. If you raise $250,000 at 8%, with your investors, let me do the math. So $250,000, and you're going to pay your investors 6% per year. That's $15,000, right? So again, if your cash flow is $48,000, and you have to pay them out of that, the $15,000, you still have cash flow of $33,000 left over, right? I know there's a lot of numbers flying around, but the principle is that the property that you buy must be able to not only cash flow, but also pay the investor as well and have cash flow left over. In this case, you still have $33,000 left over for yourself. That's a good thing. All right, so here's a third way that you can take down this small office building or a small apartment building, and that is with creative financing. My favorite technique is the master lease agreement. I have a video on it. It's one of the most watched videos that we have. It's a very popular strategy. Every year, we do several of these deals around the country. So it doesn't matter where you are. 
you can uh, uh, apply the master lease agreement strategy on just about any type of commercial property. Okay, so go ahead and watch my podcast called Master Lease Agreement for Commercial Real Estate, or you can watch the video Master Lease Agreement for Commercial Real Estate. All right, so let me give you this premise. You don't have $250,000. You don't want to deal with banks. You may have bad credit and you may have no experience so the bank won't give you a loan, right? So what do you do? You do the master lease agreement. Now, master lease agreements and anything creative will originate and structure around the seller motivations. You have to get the seller motivations. Here are some, for example, let's say you approach a seller and they want to sell, but they don't want to pay capital gains right away. What's the solution? A master lease. A master lease allows you to defer the capital gains way down the road as long as you want to go. Let's say another seller motivation is the property is distressed or the seller is distressed, where in both of those instances, the property doesn't qualify for the best loan, right? Maybe not even a loan. What do you do in that case? He still wants to sell, but you can't get a loan on it. You do a master lease. So you get the picture there. We're starting to build up motivations to structure the deals around those motivations. Here's another motivation. Let's say the seller, you know, mainly enjoys the property, but is getting older, but doesn't want to sell it because he or she wants to keep some of the income on the property still. What's the solution? A master lease. You could structure it so that you could still share with them some of the income, some of the excess cash flow on their property. They would have no day-to-day responsibilities, but they'd be getting a check every month. Okay, those are the advantages of using a master lease. Now, in this case, if you recall, it's a million dollar commercial property. Uh, I like to start off with a default for master lease terms of 10% down, 5% interest rate, interest only for five years. That's how I like to start, right? And we build from there. So if I do that in this case, I'm putting down 10%, which is $100,000. That means there's $900,000 I have to finance at 5% interest, and that's interest only. Um, so the payments come out to be $3,750 per month or $45,000 a year, right? So if you recall, this property has an NOI of $96,000. If you subtract the annual mortgage payments of $45,000, what are we left with? We're left with $50, $51,000 a year, right? So that's great. That's great. But I'm sure you're thinking, Peter, I don't have the 10%. I don't have $100,000. Well, I tell you, in commercial real estate, you will never hear to, from me to do something with no money down. I just don't believe in that. I think that's really over leveraging. So uh, in this case, same thing. You have to learn how to find the money if the deal is good enough, right? So money attracts good deals. So you just have to go ahead and watch my real estate syndication videos so you can see how to how to attract investors. But anyway, let's say you did find an investor and you're going to pay him 15% return on his money. So he's going to give you $100,000 and you're going to pay him a 15% return. That's pretty good, right? If you were to go to a bank, maybe the bank will give you a half percent or maybe 0.2%, but you're going to pay him 15% return on his money. Can your deal afford it? Of course it can. You're making $51,000 a year. If you were to pay him 15% return on his $100,000, you're going to pay him $15,000, right? What's left over? 
51,000 minus 15,000 equals $36,000 a month. There's your $3,000 a month right there, right? So you're cash flowing 51,000. You're going to pay the investor his $15,000 uh, per year. What's left over for you is $36,000. Got it? Okay. Great. So those are the three ways just to get started here. Again, don't get too hung up on the numbers. I want you to focus on the principles, right? Principle number one was to use your own money, perhaps even a HELOC. Principle number two was to use investors' money. And principle number three was to use uh, something creative like a master lease. All right, got it? All right, so I'd like to end it right there. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, if you want more podcasts like this, go ahead and listen or get onto our website, commercialpropertyadvisors.com. Thank you very much. I'm Peter Harris, and I will see you at the next podcast.